Mostly Marvel podcast. As you probably gathered from the name, discussing the latest Marvel happenings across all media is what we do. And uh, we've also been known to stray off topic from time to time. Basically, if it's super powered, it's fair game. My name is Dennis, and I could do this all day. Uh, with me, as always, uh, is a distinguished gathering of nerds. Uh, first up, he's had an experience described as fun adjacent this week playing the new Black Panther expansion for Avengers. It's Frank. Where am I? Frank. There I am. There's that Frank. Is 100% fun adjacent. Like, <laughs> actually, I'm having I'm having almost fun just playing it on my own, actually. Oh, you've been playing it on your own? <laughs> yeah, I've gotten through most of the story now, uh, having oh, almost wow. fun. Yeah. I haven't played it again since I played with you. And Pan- I... play- playing Black Panther is really fun. I want to play yeah. a whole, a whole uh, pride of Black Panthers. That'd be great. It's not that I have a problem with Black Panthers gameplay or anything like that. It's just like I don't see a lot of improvement in that game. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> like so I will finish his story and it'll be fun. But I don't want to grind out another character all the way. Like I'm just I'm not there. So yeah, we'll see. Um, right, right with you. Anyways, we got more people to bring in here. Uh, he's gonna burst at the seams, holding back Shang Chi spoilers tonight. Uh, it's Ricky. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that's a way to introduce yourself for sure. Uh, side side note, I it just came out. So Fire Spray is the name of the ship or the class of ship, but not the name of the ship itself. Oh, okay. So, oh my god, we're talking about Star Wars right now on the Mostly yeah. Marvel podcast. Yeah, I guess that's most, I guess that's why it's mostly check, Marvel. Check the mostly part of it. Yeah, there you go. Cool, <laughs> cool. Uh, in case anybody out there was wondering if we n- bunch of nerds are angry about the name change, uh, to a certain extent, I guess we are because we're talking about it. All right. Um, all right. We got uh, a, we have a special guest today. Also, um, I I I I, pro- I set you up. It's so funny, Ricky. I set you up uh, about the Shang Chi thing, and then you're like, "Dude, the name of of Boba Fett's ship." And it's like, I okay, mean, whatever. there's one thing that I can talk about, and there's another thing that I can talk about, and maybe get sued. So. Okay, well, well, let's let's do the sued one on your Twitter. Okay. Um, anyways, let me introduce our special guest. Uh, this one's I, I'm so happy about this because uh, this special guest he prepared something for me to read for you. Oh my god! Um, here it goes. Though actually, though not actually certified, he considers himself a professional rubbist of puppy, kitty, and various other fuzzy butts. It's Jason Coker. <laughs> I mean that's that's just facts. That's what I do. I mean, if you got a if you got a puppy or a kitty cat and it has a butt, I'm rubbing it. I, I can't mean, be stopped. Wait, you, it said, and various other fuzzy butts. They're they're the most common fuzzy pets, but I I would rub a parrot. Oh, butt. so now it's I, a pet. Rubbish sounds right. like a yeah. website that you find. I'm on just those saying, like... my butt is 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 somewhat fuzzy. Those flyers in Vegas that are all over the we, floor. We, <laughs> we can we can talk later, Dennis. We can all talk right. later. He got, he got tossed right. in Disneyland jail for rubbing Chewbacca. I saw it. Oh man, I was there. Hey, before we jump into things, I would just like to point out um, whether it's acknowledged as fact or not. Less than twenty-four hours ago, I heard Ricky singing "Love in This Club" by Usher, and it was beautiful. It was everything I'd hoped for and more. It's true. I did say that yesterday. Wow. Yeah. I I sang yeah. "Evanescence" too. Yeah, I mean right. both just just stunning yeah. renditions. It's almost like we should take the recordings of those and do something with it. 
burn them, maybe? I, I don't know. Just yeah. Uh, no, but uh, Coke is referring to a, a D&D uh, game that we do weekly on Thursday nights. Um, I do record it, but I haven't had the, the balls to actually uh, embarrass us to that degree. So um, it, it exists just in my private vault uh, so that I can do whatever I want. It's your, it. your blackmail fodder for all of us. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, yeah. It is. Wait, speaking of embarrassing you, th- thank you guys for having me for real, and I'll do my best not to embarrass you this evening. <laughs> so like Tom Tom Hanks's bosom buddies, how he bought, like word is he bought them all and he's got them all locked up in his apartment. Or I, I don't know why I assume Tom Hanks lives in an apartment, but wait, I don't said Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks. No, no, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks. Okay. Bosom. Did you ever watch Bosom Buddies, Ricky? What's oh, Bosom Buddies? He's, oh man, he's not gonna know what Bosom Buddies and is. Who, who, who was it? Peter sure. Peter Scolari was the other. Yes, Scolari. it was yeah. Peter Scolari. Yeah. Great yes. show. All right, so we've dated ourselves for the audience quite well, right? Oh now. man! Oh, I'm I'm old as dirt. Yes, yes. sir. But Coke, uh, I am. I, we are all very happy to have you back. It's always fun. Uh, I know the first time we ever had you on the show, you were like, "But I don't, I don't know like Marvel that well." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't care. We just want you to be on here." So it's it's fun, you know. Like, and and we also like having to like having somebody that we can like look cool in front of by like knowing stuff and explain stuff to you. I you understand. Know, I'm happy especially, to... especially we can when the safely comments... mansplain things to Coke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when the comments get quiet and we're like, well at least we got Coke here to explain stuff to you. What so. what a what a gross what? and incorrect use of cool. Like what a, <laughs> what a... <laughs> well, hey, I gotta say at, at risk of sounding sappy, I do enjoy hanging with you guys. Um but full disclosure, one thing that I've come to accept since that first appearance on your show is that I don't really know much about anything. So here I am. Let's get it. You knew Peter Scolari. Like, I know, right? He's I, like, I know, I know, he that, names, I know that. He thing. name drops Peter Scolari. And he's like, I don't know crap. You're already <laughs> one step ahead of Ricky on that one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Respect. Well, uh, let me let me get some uh, business out of the way really quick before we continue discussing. We have a fun show planned. I I think I think I, I say I that every so. week, but I, I think I think this one's fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, we're thrilled to talk about episode two of What If. I know that's like what we marketed this episode as. And we are those kind of jerks. So we do do other stuff before that. Uh, so we've got some news and rumors to discuss. And then after that, we'll go straight into What If. It'll be a little while. Uh, but thank you for your patience if you're if you're here with us. Uh, as a reminder, this is also a chance for you, the audience, to pick our brains with any marvelous trivia or points of confusion that you may have. Or Coker as well. You can do that too. Uh, we'll be checking the comments throughout the show. Uh, and for those who can't get enough of us, I mean, in the first one and a half hours here, you can visit patreon.com slash Media immediately after this broadcast ends for our live post show, The Soapbox, where we just talk about whatever. And like, stuff. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, I miss stuff. And like, I, I, I'm like, wasn't this good? And it's like, no, it was definitely my B material or my C material. So <laughs> I'm I, I'm. More often than not, I don't give you the A material in the soapbox, but you guys give me your A material, so it's it's you know it's a trade off. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. Yeah. So uh, anything should before we before we jump right into the news, uh, is there anything fun that you guys wanted to talk about that's not news related? You can talk about Marvel. You can talk about not Marvel. Whatever, whatever cool stuff you got going. Ooh, on. Not Marvel's on the table. Nice. The, yeah. the hustler, the hustler stuff, right? Not Marvel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I saw a good X Men one. They they actually uh, the X Men have oh, already man. gone into the Marvel universe in the XXX world. Wait, 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 hold up. Is that a, are you being frank or are you actually being serious? 
Oh, that's always the question, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, is there a triple X Marvel universe? Oh yeah, my. yeah, but they're not as consistent as the real Marvel universe, and that's my problem with it. Because I mean, they always finish, though. They do always oh finish. Yeah. So you're gonna make me search things, and I'm gonna end up with a virus. Sometimes that's how it's gonna yeah, go. the bone plays. Your new uh, computer's Tony about to Stark. get jacked up. Doesn't I don't know. It's weird, man. They need yeah. they need more consistency, and Nick Fury is always different. I have so many things I'm not gonna say right now. Oh, yeah. oh my. I'm oh my. Not sure why. I mean, we we might offend, you know, a handful of the people that are watching. That'll be part is, of the watch. Which is a handful of people. <laughs> oh my god! I'll bring out JLA uh, XXX. All right, Frank's done. Uh, Coker, <laughs> do you have anything fun to share? Oh, it's not fun, and it's totally not Marvel Marvel related at all. Um, it's just nerd stuff. Um, Call of Duty League Championship is this weekend, and my my squad, the Seattle Surge, are not in it because they have not had a good year and i found out today they announced today that uh they have dropped the entire team and the coaching staff and that just breaks my heart so uh i'm interested in seeing what the future of the surge will be but that was a very shocking move to me and now back to cool stuff <laughs> didn't a new call of duty get announced like yesterday wow. it did yeah, it did he just jumped right over there okay yeah big big reveal yesterday um, stay tuned for Call of Duty news from the soapbox. <laughs> Coker will be giving out codes. No, 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 don't commit him to that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Coker will not be doing that. Wink, wink. Um, anyways, um, what, anything else, Ricky? I know, I know we, we kind of touched on it briefly, but. Uh, you uh, you managed to snag tickets to one of those early IMAX screenings of Shang-Chi this week. I did. Uh, I was very fortunate enough to go watch uh, the entirety of Shang-Chi in IMAX in, uh, I think, the Spectrum in Irvine. Um, one of my favorite and it, Yeah, it's one we saw Infinity War there. And Endgame. I, and Endgame. We cool. did, did we see Endgame there? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's cool. I, I remember... Life driving up from san diego to that theater to see uh interstellar because it's like it's from my understanding it's the only true properly scaled imax in like southern california aside from the one at universal studios but anyways shang chi uh can't really say much i guess like the review embargoes on monday but i enjoyed well, you're it allowed to say if, yeah you're allowed to say yeah, if i enjoyed you liked it. it or not i yeah. it's definitely i think i put it in the top third of marvel movies so would that be top eight if there's 25 of them now? Top eight. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Simu Liu is charming as hell. Aquafina plays Aquafina, which I enjoyed very much. And Were it's you, uh, you told me last week that you've been watching uh, Kim's Convenience. Were you watching it to get to get like ready yes. for this movie? Yeah, I was watching it to get ready he, for this movie because he's charming as hell in that show. Too. He's charming as hell in that movie or in that show, and he also gets progressively more buff in that show for this movie um no but it's fun i i if i had to put it to a similar if i had to tee it up to another marvel movie i think it's very close into black panther and how they kind of set that up so i'd be curious to see how frank likes Shang-Chi under the bus cold out tossed um because you know the beats are the, the a lot of similarities in the beats but uh 
you know, it was my favorite Marvel movie of this year so far. Let's say that. That's a low, low bar. That's a low, low really low bar. <laughs> really, really low bar. I, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to hate on Black Widow, but I'm not. I'm not loving Black Widow. See uh, cow soda. Now she's going to ask the real, the real dirt. Uh, did the did rings the ring... look cool? Yes, the way the rings work as a weapon is probably one of the coolest weapons in the MCU. Just nice. how they how they function and and the way they they're like a whip kind of. It's it's probably probably some of the coolest. Can you weapons. can you lay it all out for us? Just. In no, no, don't I mean, do that. If you come to our soapbox later, Twitch. Thanks for joining us. As a reminder, we're streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live right now. So uh, we've got fans from everywhere coming to say hi. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, let's 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 keep Ricky from talking a little bit uh, or too much about that. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna it's gonna get weird. Yeah, um, we had a photo pulled up from the premiere. This is show up while we're talking, but yeah, before I was gonna pull it up, I realized there was actually. Probably a few spoilers in that photo. Oh wow! Uh, Everything's redacted now. It's all we can, we can just show it really quick, but we'll do it on. Let's do it on the news. Let's let's okay. let's official. Let's official. Official. Kick it. Do kick it to the news. So Shang Chi. Uh, Actually, it premiered on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, uh, red, or red Monday. Carpet. Red, red carpet, carpet premiere on Monday. Hollywood. And uh, some little Disney controversy going on. Uh, this movie is obviously coming out in very different circumstances than I think you anybody know, had anticipated. You know, we didn't, we're not doing that news bit, right? Uh, Remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's no controversy at all. No it's a great movie. Enjoy it however you want. We'll I myself am going to watch it at the drive-in. It's two ends in Den X Media. No, wait. One end in Den X Media for the check, Feige. So if you're hearing this, <laughs> uh, one end Den X. Invite us to more premieres. Uh, we so our, the news as a reminder we 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 got we gathered a bunch of news earlier today and then we curated it down because we don't want to be talking about news all day and we don't pretend to be the ultimate news source on anything so we just picked some that we liked so Ricky was going to bring up a, a a news item but we decided eh it's okay because it's it just it's really just a bunch of misunderstandings between mm -hmm. Disney management and Simulu and stuff so whatever they, they're fine he's happy now because his movie's out yeah. So there you go. You're going to be a star, kid. He's going to be a star. That's Make no mistake, that's happening regardless of whether or not people like the movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's, a, he's a star now, so it's cool. Yeah, regardless right. of if the movie is good or not, also, like he's going to be a star. Wait, that's I thought that's what I said. No, no, no you said if the movie is successful, right? <laughs> oh, did I? Are you wow. equating success and being good? <laughs> uh, I'm saying it's two different things. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought I said good, but I don't care. I don't really care. Um, well, you know what's good? Coke's not, news of the week. Oh, snap. Anthony Mackie, um, and not a shocker to anyone, seals the deal to star as a cap, as Captain America in Cap 4. What I um, think 
Oh, I was going to say, what I think is funny about this one is, didn't the writer, like, say Captain America 4 was happening, like, a few months, like, a few months ago? I think they said Captain America 4 was happening. Yeah. With so Anthony like, Mackie, should, but it Should they not have, like... should, should they maybe not have said that until they actually signed, like, the papers for, for oh, Anthony Oh, God, Mackie? imagine if, like, he said, no, nah, I'm good. And then yeah, we have, right? like, the whole Don <laughs> like, situation like, again. <laughs> like, let's get Terrence Howard. Oh, man. Bring Michael B. Jordan back. This wasn't much in the way of news, but it was it was it was good. No, I I personally have just appreciated the fact that a, a black character is given the the shield. Um, that's cool, and to hear that they're they're going ahead with another film with him as Captain America is pretty big deal to me. I mean, yeah. I, I have a lot of probably sappy feelings around stuff like this, but you know, I went to see. Uh, the what was it the force awakens trailer with my mm -hmm. daughters and the very first thing you oh, ever yeah, saw in that trailer that. was it was a black stormtrooper and that it it was powerful to me it may not have meant anything to other people but it was big and to to see marvel embrace a black captain america is is very very special i love it i, I do remember how much you gushed over that i do remember well, that it would, was quite would it be wrong to call anthony mackie like a working actor he he does he puts in some work in some shows and some movies, so it's it's really nice to see him get his dues in a solo Captain America film. Yeah, I mean he earned it. Yeah. Like that's yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, you know, the show is really fun. It was cool, but like you know, the way it ends, you want more because like one Sharon was kind of lame, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a lame plot twist, is what it was like. He needs a cool person to fight. So, so I want to see. Yeah, I want to see him. Like, yeah. Plus, Zemo blew up everybody. So it's like, come on, man. Like, uh, let's let's get let's get Sam actually with some cool villains. Let's maybe bring back the Red Skull or his daughter or something like that. You know, let's let's. I want to see some cool cat villains. Yeah. Congrats. If you're, I know you're watching. You're one of those people watching us, Anthony Mackie. Congrats, man. Heck yeah. I love you. How's it going, man? Um, oh, man. Also in the MCU verse, oh my God, we had a new oh, Eternals trailer base, drop. Final Frontier. Why'd you say, oh my God? Was it was it were the graphics too good for you, Ricky? I had the wrong. <laughs> the slides are not matching up with what I had queued up. Oh wow! <laughs> oh okay, that's cool. She said oh, she was it, filming on location a lot, so that must have been tough to get like that um, mudslide to happen into the ocean or Earth. <laughs> like that must have been. Pretty um, cool. Yeah, there was an Eternals trailer, and Ricky, you're playing. You're playing another. You're playing another one right now. Mm -hmm. There you go. Um, the oh, Eternals man, trailer. Cats. Man, I can go for a Kit Kat right now. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Hey, it's uh, a Mad Max now. There is a good question here in the audience, and I'm going to put it up here. See, Cal Soto is asking, uh, which trailer did everyone like better, one or two? Uh, I know uh, Marvel has this formula that they do, right? Where the what the the first the first trailer is always the talky one. Mm -hmm. It's always just the showing the people, the character interactions, and and you're like, oh look, okay, maybe I'm interested in that character. Oh or not. shit, they got and Angelina then, Jolie. And then the second one is always the the action, right? So, yeah. You see a um, villain. Yeah, you see the villain, and you see the things they're gonna fight and stuff. And it's, uh, I mean, it's pretty damn consistent. Um, what do you? Yeah. Which? What's? 
What's your answer to her question? The second one. We see there's yeah. more power uses in the second one, and that's that's all I wanted. That I'd agree with that, but I, I gotta say I'm just I, I've been a fan of the dude for a long time, and I, even though there were pictures released of the swoleness several months ago, I'm just not ready for Buff Kumail Nanjiani. I'm just not ready for that. <laughs> he's he's just he's not that dude, and it's it's still weird to me to see him swole up like that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's pyro like the the second one as well. I uh, uh, what what about you, Frank? What do you think? Um, I like the second one a little better, slightly. But uh, I, usually when when they do the second one, you can get a kind of idea who the bad guy is. And like I, I know everyone's assuming that it's going to be uh, I pro, the, guy's right? name, the king of the north, right? Rob Stark. Oh. I think everyone, everyone's assuming he's going to be Rob Stark. So I'm not sure if that's that's where they're going to go with it or not. Um, oh, I didn't you, assume that. But usually, usually it's clear. Usually it's clear who the bad guy is. And I oh, guess I thought I thought they showed the bad guy in the in well, the, the deviants, right? Well, it's, it's the uh, crow, crow. Yeah, the main deviant. Yeah, that crow? guy. Yeah, that mm-hmm. one. Crow, that's Crow from uh, yeah. freaking Mystery Science Theater. No, that's not. And that. he's, he's grown. <laughs> he's grown so much since. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'm in the minority on this one. I gotta say honestly, I think I like the first trailer better because mm-hmm. uh, I was still hopeful after that one. Um, <laughs> no. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like those deviants kind of look generic. Like they look really generic. Hmm. Like they, like, I don't, I'm well, not really excited. I'm, from yeah, that. I'm not really excited. No, Shazam had really cool looking enemies. Like this, the, 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 what is it? The seven deadly sins. They were, they were amazing looking. Uh, these just look like, you know, my little pony gone wrong or whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like some of the creatures just look just so it's, it's, it's almost like generic in the way that like, you know how Transformers fans from the eighties, when they finally saw the Transformers that Michael Bay made, were like, uh, I mean, okay, they, okay, they are I the benefit of the doubt there. Right. When, in, when no, it comes for to sure. type of thing. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I I mean, like, I want to believe that Frank's right and that there's a villain that's better well, than the one that they showed in that movie. A question for all you guys then: Are you more excited for Shang Chi or for the Internals? Shang-Chi, I feel like if, I, if you throw Spider Man, Spider Man beats out all three. But yeah, Spider yeah yeah, Spider Man beats all. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, the the deviants just. <laughs> this is corrupted funny. gems. That's all. Awesome. The, yeah, the deviants actually reminded Sea Cow Soda of corrupted <laughs> gems from Steven Universe. Yeah, that <clears throat> that's not wrong. Like I really do see it. Except I thought the corrupted gems from Steven Universe have more character to them. They also look. It's kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a nice balance, though. In terms of the year, we get two movies on stuff that we know and love, and two new slices of pie to yeah. to try and see if we. We want to make a billion dollar franchise out of them. Well, I mean, yeah. Do we do we really know and love Shang Chi? I think he's well, no, he's he, he's, he's one he's that we love through his charm, the right? new slice of pie. I see, and the Eternals too. Oh, well, the Eternals aren't this year, right? Or they yeah, are, they, they are. are. They are. They're well, this they November. Are. Yeah. The two November. that we love are, are Spider Man and Black they're, Widow. They're in three months, man. Oh man, I've been zoning out. Zoning. Yes, we go on autopilot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, on the on the plus side. I mean, did you finish showing off all the little highlights of that trailer, Ricky? I don't know. I did. You did? 
Well, on yes. the plus side, uh, and you know, I tried to make Frank happy. Like, I honestly thought this was going to be a week where I didn't have to talk about toys, and we were all like, <laughs> "Cool, we're not talking about toys." And dude, at like five o'clock today, <laughs> yeah. Yahoo, uh, Yahoo premiered their eight-bit pictures of freaking the entire Eternals uh, Marvel Legends line. Um, mm. I don't know why their pictures are so like pixely uh but these are what we got and so like yeah they're basically these doing, been leaked for like yeah years they so. have been that's what i'm saying they've been leaked since like eight so at least toys like, were sitting in the toys r us at some point i definitely <laughs> saw like posts from the philippines that like they were already hitting stores and stuff but you know i'm i think they they definitely look like the characters that we saw in the trailers for sure like yeah. i i'm super excited to have a camille nanjiani Man. toy and i'll pop that head off and just put it on a regular body and then you just like just hanging out yeah these guys are not gonna have any movement in the legs um it depends on what plastic is in the in there you know did you ever Uh, have those kenner um star wars uh han solo toys the ones that have like like one leg was like standing weird they're like standing like that basically but he's like standing with like a swag oh yeah yeah i know you could never make that guy stand up straight yeah you're talking about like the power of the force figures yeah 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 yeah, and then the the Gilgamesh they squeezed in. He's the build a figure, and then uh, you know I don't remember all the names, of all these characters, but it's all the actors that we saw in the trailer. And then uh, as a bonus, I think there's going to be a couple more deluxe figures outside of the wave. So there's going to be one of Salma Hayek. There's going to be one of Angelina Jolie, and then there's going to be one of there he is, the villain. There it I is, think, Tom Servo. I think he's the villain, but it's Crow K R O. Super excited. I mean, this guy just. This guy screams uh, Malekid, Casilius, whoever the bad guy was in Ant-Man 2, but like take all of them, mash them up, and make them horrible, like generic CG. (laughs) Walter Goggins, what's his name? Yeah, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins? Yeah, exactly, right? Sonny Briggs? Sonny Birch? Sonny Sonny something? But see, that's my point. Like, I, I just don't, I don't. Like I'm like yes, the Eternals are gonna fight Crow. I don't care. Like I don't. Yeah, Shang Chi, one do of the better. They're villains. gonna fight Mike or Joel. I always liked uh, Joel better. I thought he was fun. Tom Servo, buddy. Tom yeah, Servo. Tom Servo. I'm, I am not familiar with that Crow character. I don't. I don't know the Eternals at all. Yeah. But uh, that figure looked like the bastard offspring of one of the creatures from Alien and Groot. <laughs> yeah. That was very weird. It was I like will Cl- say Cloverfield Bank Groot. Yeah. I will say, fun fun fact for you, Coke. So, like, the Eternals, I mean, they'll explain it. They kind of did in the trailer, but, like, the Eternals were created by those that big giant thing that we saw, you know, earlier, like, in the trailer. It's a big giant celestial. That celestial is presumably related to the the head that is nowhere in in the Guardians movies, you know what I mean? That that is the head of a dead celestial. And then we've also uh, in, in the beginning of, of Guardians, remember Peter Quill actually when he rewinds the 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 augmented reality to see this the planet that he's on when how it got destroyed. There's a celestial there too. So they they've been kind of drip feeding celestials uh, to us yeah. throughout the, the movies and stuff. Uh, but yeah, they the the Eternals, the Deviants, and the humans are all like different degrees of experimentation that was done it's like by marvel's you know, prometheus kind of uh, interesting yeah okay. except so basically good. so basically the, yes except good 
So the or two thousand one a space odyssey would be the other way to do it. Oh yeah, that's the better one actually. Yeah, the way better one. Uh, but yeah, the the celestials came to Earth. They saw these, you know, proto man, and they they said, "I'm gonna tinker with you, but I'm also gonna make some offshoots that are way crazier." So you know, they made these other ones, the Eternals, that actually can live forever, hence the name, but they can never have children with each other. Uh, and then they made the deviants, which are all just like crazy, like, you know, wild, you know, chaotic animal creatures. And I don't think they can produce reproduce either, but weird coincidence or weird, like byproduct frustrated creatures fighting each other. Yeah. But weird byproduct is somehow they found out probably through sexual frustration that while they can't reproduce within their own species, they can with the others. So Eternals can mate and and make you know eternal human babies, and they can also make eternal deviant babies. Yeah, and I mean that get, makes sense. What, my, I'm an eternal, and my wife and I have kids, so that's clearly the case. <laughs> well, fun fact that I was trying to I was leading up to you. Uh, you do know we have met a child of an eternal and a deviant in the Marvel universe already. You want to guess? No, wait. Yeah, Quill. No. Uh, no idea. Thanos. Really? So they make ugly children. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I thought a lot. Of, I thought a lot of people thought Thanos was pretty hot. I, I the beholder, right? Like, yeah. So uh, I'll give him, of... I'll give him credit for a sexy voice. He had a great voice, but no, yeah. not a handsome fellow. Yeah. So the thing yeah. a lot of people are wondering is if uh if Thanos will make us an appearance in the movie as like a flashback kind of thing or something, you know what I mean? Like to show Mm. that um, baby Thanos. Yeah. A baby Thanos could be, could be in the works. Who knows? Um, I'm assuming Frank Frank knew that about Thanos. Yeah. You just got to talk to him. You just talk to him and just talk him off his, uh, his anger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of of universe and ending uh, entities, how's uh, our, our board Galactus doing Dennis? Uh, he actually, so the cool thing is, uh, Hasbro has been doing the rounds. Uh, they haven't gotten around to me yet, but they've been going and visiting a lot of different, uh, toy collecting influencers on, on YouTube and stuff. And, uh, so they've been doing guest interviews with each of them to try and help kind of like, it's kind of like the road show they're doing, right. But online, uh, to kind of promote this thing. And so there's been a lot of positive movement happening over the last week. They've been on a lot of different, uh, YouTube videos but um yeah we're up to like over over 12 uh 12,500 backers as of this morning uh we got 10 days left to go and you know they only have to hit 1400 and i uh or 14,000 sorry and i you know i can as far as i remember every single kickstarter i've ever seen there's like a giant influx of people at the end because of fomo Mm -hmm. right like that's yeah that's generally a thing you know fomo usually leads people to just like I don't want to miss it, and then so they you think, buy it. So you think the Nova is going to happen, or I don't it looks know, like it's going to get funded? That's hard. I think it'll get funded by by next Monday, or yeah, ten days from now. So like next Monday, but I just don't know. I don't know. Oh, oh Marvel! Are they offering like... that Chitara toy for uh, for ordering it? That... That's not Chitara. That's that's a uh, Nova. Oh, sorry. That's uh, that's Frank. Ted it's Frankie Ugin, Ray. It's Frankie Ray. All right. Perfect. Uh, they are offering her if they sell sixteen thousand units. 
16,000 units. Yeah. She's she a stretch goal. She's the first stretch goal. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, C. Soda asked who, who's given the coolest interview so far uh, that people should check out. Um, there's been a, there's been a couple cool ones. I like Bug ACBA because uh, he actually asks hard hitting questions and makes them get stumped a little bit. Uh, he ain't another toy. <laughs> Shardimus Prime has some good uh, relation with them, and then um, what is it? Uh, just uh, it's toying around. That was a really good one. I thought that was the most interesting one because like that guy. Whether he forgot or not, he was so excited to have them there. He just never brought up the Galactus thing at all during the entire interview. And I'm like, wow, I don't know if that was like a flex or you just were off script or what. But like, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hasbro, if you're listening, we will gladly sell our one of our seats on this show for you. <laughs> one, just one seat. Yes. We like to keep four people here, so yeah. They're watching with Anthony Mackie right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Tickets to the premiere and a yeah. Galactus. I hope they're wearing masks if they're hanging out together right now. Like you know, yeah. just safe, you know. Just do it. All right. Uh, should we do the Should we do the the comics for the week before yeah. we we switch over? Let's do it. Frank, yep, what yep. was the best one on there? Mm, Kang the Conqueror, I would say. That's the one that, that appealed to me the most, I think. Nice. I, I'm you. a sucker for the number ones because anytime they reboot a number one after a character has been introduced in the movies, they always make it more like the character that they introduced in the movies. Yeah. Put a little palate cleanser. Coke, I got yeah. a question on that, on that since uh, uh, Frank just brought it up uh, before we move on to the, the actual thing. Uh, what yep. did you think about the end of Loki? It's alright. It's alright. I mean, didn't didn't love it. Didn't hate it. Um, was was hoping for more, different, better. I don't know what. It just wasn't. Uh, wasn't really what I uh, wanted it to be. I, I but I can't tell you what I wanted it to be. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel you completely. Yeah. Um, I I just wanted it to have more closure for Loki and Sylvie, but instead, yeah. But instead, it went in a. A, a kind of a left turn situation and just like you know did a whole episode about he who remains and then and then i mean like, he got a season two yeah but then you know at, at the very end they're like multiverse go watch what if and as 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 <laughs> as bitter as i was at that ending um i am so far really happy with what if so you know i i think i'm trying to look at the positive yeah. why, why yeah. can't you tell yeah. us uh, what what you would have wanted coke is it just because uh, you don't know or yeah i mean more you, closure would have been good like dennis said but i i couldn't just sit and tell you well i wish they had done this it's just the way it ended was kind of like eh, I, I wish it was something else i don't know what but that wasn't it i mean it in like hindsight hollow kind of ending all like, the yeah. the covid delays that you know uh affected the mcu they really had a lot riding on, on loki <laughs> In terms of timing, getting other stuff out, you know, um, 
Yeah. Like I'd I'd been curious I'd be curious to see if that was always the plan to have them stuff set in that specific order or, or um they reworked narratives to make it work in or you know work with the situation at hand. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you asked that about Black Widow also, and and from mm-hmm. everything that that Feige said at the premiere, like this has just been in the can for that long. They were they were done with it. They know? were done so for like, a while. Yeah. yeah, but they didn't go and tweak things or anything like that. They just left it as is. So I don't know. I kind of feel like you know Loki finished wrapping in like 2020. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. they finished filming. Is what I meant to say. They, they wrapped. Yeah, he was wrapping. Yeah, they finished <laughs> they have wrapping. A dope, uh, dope. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, but you know I think the 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 positive outcome so far is you know we're gonna get you know we're getting what if for nine weeks. We're getting uh, Spider-Man, you know, uh, and he's going to jump into the multiverse. We're getting Doctor Strange, and he's going to go even further with it. And then season two of Loki, and then there's already a season two of What If planned as well. So there's, you know, it is, I think they hinged a lot on Loki, like 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 uh, Ricky said, for sure. Um, and it just felt like that that did a lot of heavy lifting so that we can just enjoy a lot of things. It like, what if, feel. you know, Sure, he broke the seal. You, but, you know, it would be a, a real baller move from 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 Marvel would be if we get to the point where season two of Loki is about to drop, and then they just pull all of Loki and What If off of Disney Plus and just pretend it never happened and tell us that we're on a branch of the multiverse. <laughs> that would be hot. That would be hot fire. It is Mandela affect us? <laughs> exactly. Be, they remove. They scrub the internet completely. <laughs> yes, oh, sir. Man, that would be amazing. I'd probably kill myself because that would oh Do you guys remember a comic book called What the? Yes. That? I do not. Yeah. Like so, a what if spinoff? No, mm-hmm. it was like a, was like a self-parodying um, comic book. Like it has like the Spider Ham of 2099, or yeah, they do a bunch it, of weird things. They had it's like a green like, with it, like it's, claws that had sporks and like a corkscrew. And, it's like, kind of like the Mad Magazine of What If. Is what it is. Yeah, that's the that's best. Kind of Wait, I, I, Joe ass. I realized that didn't hit with Ricky because he has no idea what Mad Magazine is. I'm familiar um, with Alfred E. Newman all day, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've been doing. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what do you what do you say we talk about? What if you want to do, do it? What the or what if? Just what if. Look at that. It, that's our new record, right? I think 39 minutes we got in here. I was we panicking there for a second because the thumbnail for that video is just the shield. Peggy's <laughs> shield. It's, like, uh, it's a, yeah, I could see how that would mess you up, but it, but it wasn't that. I faked you nope. out. Um, all right, guys, it's time. You know, we, everybody's waited long enough. It's time for us to talk about uh, what if episode two from season one. Uh, this episode, it's pretty interesting because the title, I feel the title pretty much describes everything you need to know. So, um, yeah, it's it's a what if T'Challa became a Star-Lord. So if you haven't watched the show yet, um, I think that title just spoils it enough. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, it, from there on, like, everything else that happens just kind of logically makes sense because it's like, yeah, we just... We're just like, hey, what if Yondu goes and picks up T'Challa instead of Peter Quill? And then fast forward 20 years and see what all the different things that have changed because 
a young prince of Wakanda who was already raised to be a noble leader and everything like you know got to be the Robin Hood of the galaxy and it's it's pretty it's a pretty cool thing like I don't know what do you what do you guys what I'm curious uh you know first what what was your take just in general coke Wait, what, what so how did you can, can I ask a question real quick though yeah, I had a question yeah. like so you predicted oh, everything that happened Dennis in in the story no I said it was a wild ride I'm I I'm not I'm saying everything. What did you say about the title? You said the title. I tells said it you spoils the sp it spoils everything. So the, the title told you everything, but that was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I did, Frank. It did. Okay, cool. Shots fired. Yeah. No, that's what I, I was actually going to ask you. What was the title of the first episode? The first episode was "What if uh, Peggy?" Or, sorry, "What if Captain Carter were the first Avenger?" Okay, gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. You know, um, I got, I got, oh, go ahead, go, go ahead. No, 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 go for it, Rick. Wouldn't, like, how is Captain America the first Avenger? Like, isn't, no, Cap no we're not Marvel doing that right now. Avenger, so, Coker, tell us about, <laughs> tell us about what if episode two, we can answer Ricky's dumb question later today. <laughs> what are you that, just looking for overall impressions? Yeah, why don't you give me the overall impressions first and then, you know, yeah. like, and then we'll go yeah. around and talk so, about that episode. I, I have, Thoroughly enjoyed it. Shout out to Chadwick. That was beautiful. Um, but uh, I I think I enjoyed it more than the first episode because I kind of feel like the first episode stuck more to the story uh, of the original. She did a lot of the stuff that Cap did. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas in this one, they switched up everything. You know, you saw a lot of familiar faces, but they were not in the same roles that they were previously. So they yeah. kind of took the whole universe and flipped it on its head, which made it feel a lot newer than the first episode. So yeah, I'll, overall, I give it two thumbs up and a snap in a circle. <laughs> oh man. Um, you what about, been with you? What he's, that? He's, he's definitely, he's, yeah, I don't know. Ricky, have you watched In Living Color? Uh, that's the one with Martin Lawrence, right? All right, so Frank, no, what did they... you think about episode two of What If? <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Um, from beginning to end, um, I just I was in a good mood with it. Like I, I've always said that that uh, I never liked. I'm not a big fan of Black Panther in the comics, um, but I thought Chad, Chadwick Boseman was was the best Black Panther that we were you know we're likely to ever get, or we're, I'm likely to get. I'm likely to see you know. Um, so to see him in a, in a role other than Black Panther was fantastic because I like the actor. And I like him not being Black Panther, so it was it was an amazing episode from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah, Ricky. I'm just thinking about a what if with Wesley Snipes as Black Panther. Man, what? that was that like, was almost a, if, almost a Black thing. Panther. It was right. Was. Yeah, um, I liked was it. I liked it a lot more. Yeah, he was. He was it wasn't Tarantino part going to part of that. Oh my God! Oh, no, don't, don't put soapbox. Soapbox. Wow. Soapbox. Um, I I enjoyed it more than the first one a lot. I, it was really cool to see Chadwick, uh, Chadwick's play T'Challa in a new light, and just the the fun ways that they they flipped the MCU on its head. Um, it was fun. You know, it was it was a a nice breath uh, uh, breath of fresh fresh air for for the MCU as a whole um, versus where that first one was very, very contained. Yeah, I would say, uh, so, you know, like Frank wanted to challenge what I was saying about, about uh, it's spoiling. Um, 
So totally for me, everything. for me, like I liked the episode as much as the one last week. Uh, and it's because I felt like they, they followed very similar beats in that, um, I'm just showing you all my cards right now with my cool slides. Uh, I felt like they showed, they show, or the, the episode was like, take characters that you already liked, remix them and remix their stories and see what kind of fun new results you get. And I felt like that was both episodes and I have no problem with that. That doesn't upset me at all. Um, it's just, to me, I, I like, you know, Frank and I talked about that before. Like uh, he, he wasn't, he's not a giant Black Panther fan. So it was fun to see a great actor like Chadwick Boseman play, you know, a character that, that was more likable for Frank. Um, but <laughs> I will say that I think the, the remix on this is cooler because there's a giant time jump, right. Of 20 years. Whereas like Coker was saying the first move, the first episode was okay. We're in 1942. We have to solve the problems of 1942. And then there is a time jump, but it's kind of like a to be continued time jump, right. At the very end of the story. Yeah. Whereas this one, the time jump happens at the beginning, similar to the way it does with Peter Quill, but we don't really like. You know, I'm a we, little, I don't think know the time what, jump jump should be like considered like such a. I don't, I, you you consider it to be really really uh, like I don't, I don't know you hold it in high regard, but I don't think it's that great. I am thing. I am conflicted on time jump. I I do sure. I do hold it in high regard, and I I don't know why I'm not allowed to because of this. Because of Thanos, because it takes, because it takes a character that we have known as like one of the greatest villains in the MCU, and with a quick joke, or, you know, a quick explanation at the, you know, like after the time mm -hmm. jump, they say, "Oh yeah, we're cool. This guy's cool. He's he's our friend." You know, well, like he's Thanos isn't evil though. Like Th Thanos isn't like a force of nature. Thanos is a rational, crazy person who. <laughs> Who has a vision? Mm -hmm. He he wants genocide, and he's explained it. He still he still seems to kind of want it. Oh, he definitely wants it for sure. It, it's, um, it's, it's efficient. Yeah, yeah, sure. Where, where, where the time jump loses me, like the Thanos stuff. I think they really did a really good job of like, you know, establishing why he, you know, hey, he he had a better argument. Changed my mind. The whole inner Guardians bubble that this episode lives in. And the changes that were made to it, that totally makes sense to me in universe. But like there was just stuff with like the collector in the collector's vault specifically. Like when you start seeing these other things and items, it's like, what the fuck happened in this time jump? Like, I wanna see you know, I wanna see all of that that side, you know, the bigger picture of that, you know. But I think that I think that's why the time mm -hmm. jump I hold in such high regard, because it makes you ask those questions that you don't ask when the time jump happens when Peter gets abducted by Yondu and then 20 years later, you just follow the story, right? You like that's the questions. You just want to see it more because of. No, but you don't, you don't have the same questions to ask because you don't know the characters. Do you know what I'm saying? When you see a Thanos or you see a Korath doing things different than what we saw them before, that's what makes the episode fun. Right. And that's what makes the different, the different story fun. Um, when you see all the things in the collector's display, 
you recognize them because you know where they're supposed to be in the other universe. And so you're asking questions that you don't normally, you don't, you didn't have the chance to ask in, in guardians. Right. And yeah, that, that's, that's really biased because you already know the, the yeah. things that you're seeing, the stuff that you see in guardians, like Adam Warlock's cocoon or something of that nature. Like you kind of want to wonder about it too. And you, and like, they, remember they, when we saw the infinity gauntlet in Odin's war room. Right. Well, I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's biased. If like, we're like in this time around, everyone watching is supposed to know. Whereas well, the mean, first the first time around, a, a small group of people are supposed to know, you know. I mean, mean, you read the title and you already saw that the Mjolnir and Captain America Shield were going to be in Tvar's case. No, so. let it go, Frank. Let that part go. I was just trying to <laughs> you, get. You already knew. It was I was trying the, to get. I was trying to get to the fun conversation. Now you want to make it combative. <laughs> the rest, like, the rest. like we. I had fun watching the show, but mm -hmm. I think the I think the title is very. It's it's very succinct. It's very awesome about like explaining what's going to happen in the show. Um, yes, are there details that aren't in the title? Yes, <laughs> of course. I can't believe I have to spend this much time explaining that to you. Well, right now. It's, I mean, it sounds like we're shifting in like dislikes right now. I don't know. Are we? I like. I, like, I, I didn't dislike anything. anything. I didn't dislike anything about this episode. Same. Like yeah. I figure. I figure like. But when I think, you can do I a think certain Ricky, amount of sit-ups like Tvar. Like, mm -hmm. then you're worthy of, of picking up that hammer. Like, <laughs> I think, I think Ricky has dislikes and I'm, I'm, I'm welcome. I, I welcome them. I'll entertain them. Uh, Cause I hope they're better than his dislikes well, last week. I, I think Frank and I agree with like the Mjolnir and, and the Hela's crown. Like it opens up a he's, bigger he's story. He's speaking for you, Frank. He's speaking for you. Am, am I right, Frank? It opens up a bigger story that. Yeah. Like you, you, you want to, you want to know how he got it. Yeah, how did he beat Hella? You know, well, and he, uh, maybe he didn't. Maybe he got him from like a cell or something, but still, someone I, beat Hella. Well, okay, so just to be clear, he, he bought let, it let me, the same store Hella bought it at. I, I, <laughs> I, I will ask a question. Uh, that is for Ricky. Sure. Do you believe that Hella can die? Yeah. So could he have not just found this after she was dead? Okay. Do you I mean, think do you think that she died at the end of Thor Ragnarok? No. Based on what you were shown, what what reason do you have to believe that she lived? It's you know, it's like it's I think she, she was a force of nature. And have you been doing your own research? <laughs> have you been like reading stuff on the but internet? I, where, where, I, where are we going with, with this though? Like I what I'm saying is like She's a force of nature, sure, but she's also Asgardian, right? And the movies have shown that Asgardians can die, right? Mm -hmm. Like we've seen multiple so in, Asgardians die. So, so I don't, I don't believe like Ragnarok happened earlier. Is that what? Like, well, well, yeah. I mean, does it? I mean, everything else is different, right? So, like, why well, can't she, it? She was locked away at this time. This, this, yeah, this would have takes place in two thousand eight. Unless, so like it, unless, unless she wasn't, you know, because of other other circumstances. Like, what of what in T'Challa's universe that that's different made it made a change all the way in Asgard? T'Challa got uh, a lot done, and he created a huge power vacuum by taking Thanos off the board. <laughs> like he did. Well, I mean, he did. I mean, no, he did. They even well, said that. They literally said yeah. that. And yeah. also, 
there's a hammer up there too. And Thor shouldn't be dead by that time. I'm telling you, he went to the same bargain bin store that... that... <laughs> I'm saying no. the Eye of Agamotto's there too, Ricky. Captain America's but, Shield's there. It's all it, 2008, so to, I don't know. To me, know. the weirdest one is Cap Shield because that should have been an ice in 2008. <laughs> like, if we're be... really going, going down this hole, like, Thanos, who knows what the stones are, because he had to be convinced not to enact that plan... As a reminder, the time stone is Wouldn't right there. Wouldn't Thanos like, hey, the time stone is right two, there. Two stones in in close location. Like, I'm, that's obviously a jump and a leap, but you know, I don't think I don't think Thanos is. Uh, I don't think the collector's business is Thanos's business anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I get it. I think it's fun. I think it's fun, and it's I think a fun, that's the whole fun point. argument. That's the whole point of the show yeah. is that they're showing you all these things that they want nerds to go and debate on but i'm saying like i don't know why we're hanging we're getting hung yeah, up on any no, of them specifically yeah. coke did you think it was fun that cap shield was on the on the on the rack i mean it was definitely kind of an eyebrow raiser how did how did all this stuff end up there i mean you you i, I think they just left it up to you to sort of figure that out because yeah. obviously the collector has kind of the same role he's he's a collector but he's got a hell of a lot more power than he had mm-hmm. before so i think they kind of left it up to you to speculate how did all this crap end up here and that's yeah. a really fun series of rabbit holes to go down yeah yeah no for sure it, it, it leads to conversation like this which i you know we can debate it all we want we can come up with some wild ass ideas you know i think one, one yeah. of my big questions is uh did Ch- tachaka send out the dora milage in a spaceship in their <laughs> traditional dora milage garb like Give them a spacesuit. Give them a helmet, at least, like a Dora Milaje helmet. Yeah, you see, I couldn't. I I wasn't sure if that's what happened or if the collector just knows what the Dora Milaje wear and he wanted to make the ship look accurate. <laughs> but again, these are all just fun. You know, like if you yeah. got if you got like a Model T, you'd want to like put like some mannequins in it that are right. dressed up appropriately. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or, or maybe. Maybe because of the movie uh, Mannequin, maybe it was like the 1987 film Mannequin, where oh the God. Dora Milaje, when, when you're away from them, they turn into the Dora Milaje. They got but cursed. if if Collector goes and kisses them, then they wake up. And, and then they wake up, yeah, yeah. No idea. That's a wild pull, Frank. Respect. I know. Respect. It's, it's, uh, the, the only one little hang-up I have, and it's, it's minor, and I don't know how I would fix it. The one thing I liked in the Peggy Carter episode a lot was – in the intro, the watcher kind of lead, leading you into the episode, and he does that, and that was the moment, you know, where the universe yeah. goes uh, goes awry. This one didn't really have that because it it starts out with like, well, Yondu sent you know someone else to go do that work. I would have liked the more specific lead in, I I guess, but in terms of the story that they told, I don't know how else you would do it. Yeah, so so I think that actually hits on something that I was really a fan of is that so you know we had our fun nerd debate about what things should be there or what shouldn't be there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But uh, the reality is, is like I think you know we've talked about this before, and and Coke, I, I, you were you were you were in the comments last week on our show, so you know we talked about it, which is that uh, this show there's been a lot to suggest that even though it doesn't look like it right now, there is going to be a convergence happening, right? So right now it looks like an anthology, but at some point down the line, 
there's going to be some event that brings some of these characters together. Um, you know, uh, and what I'm thinking is happening right now is I think they're trying to train the audience to, to, to think a little bit more on their own so that they can do things faster. Right. So like the first one was like to, to, you know, to put it the way Frank always likes to refer to, to Marvel is it was very handholdy, right? The first yeah. one, the first one held your hand through the entire story so that you made sure you understand, okay, wait, that's different because of this, right? That's, that's why it was so familiar. Yeah. And even the, and even the watcher handheld you, right? And he said, look right here. This is the moment where it changes, right? He's, he's, and then he's all, did you see it? Did you, yeah. Did, did you see it? it? Did you see it, guys? <laughs> but then, but you're right, Ricky. The second one, he doesn't do that, but, but he lets you see it for yourself. And then he does the time jump in the mm -hmm. story, the flashback, you know, back to when he was a kid. So you get to see the moment where it actually happened. And then it comes back uh, to, to, you know, the 20 years later. And now it's on the audience to fill in the blanks, right? Like we didn't yeah. have to fill it. We didn't have to fill in a lot, of, a lot of blanks last week at all. Right. They did it for us at every step. So this time around we're doing it and we're having fun and we're arguing like that shouldn't be there. That should be there, whatever. But uh, I think the next progression is, okay, we're going to do this again, but now we're going to let you guys fill in way more blanks or we're going to do something way crazier. You know what I mean? I think that's where this is going. And so I they're, agree. they're stepping, they're stepping through things. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. They, they do, they do force the audience to think more. And I think they want to do that so that by the time we get to Spider-Man, Mm -hmm. You're just like, you guys get this, right? We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to hold your hand. We don't need to tell minutes. you this anymore. Like this is, you know. Where, I think where the, you guys... the fourth episode really gonna explain uh, what's what's going on or whatever. Yeah. It's be like the the, the kind of nexus point I think to other the, to the larger Marvel universe. Yeah. Were yeah. you guys impressed with the voice talent they were able to bring in? Oh, yes. Or that the was amount a, of yeah, cast that they were able to get in. That you know cool. that you know there's okay two things i have i only have two complaints about that i have i have some complaints but let's just, let's I, go. I have two one don't put them at the beginning of the episode it's super distracting like yeah. i don't i don't want to see the names at the beginning because like you know what i mean i kind of want to be surprised i i actually like you know, waiting. I pause it at the end to look at the credits just to see that massive list of everybody that they pulled in. So it like hurts me when I see Josh Bro Josh Brolin at the I beginning. Mean, you know sure. what I mean? Like well, Seth you didn't Green see Batista's name up there. Yeah, Seth, Seth Green. Well, sure. And then that's my other gripe is like it. It like every time we we do this every week, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like, damn, so close, so close. Why couldn't you get these ones? You know, like. Um, so no Chris Pratt, no Batista, uh, I know, um, no, uh, the, uh, Fred Tadisiori played, uh, Drax and, and Corvus Glaive. And, Corvus Glaive, and so they mm -hmm. didn't get, they didn't get the guy who plays Corvus Glaive either. I mean, not um, a big loss though. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. But, Wait, but Ricky, Ricky, which bad guy was Corvus Glaive? Uh, <laughs> the pointy ear guy? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Side note, yeah. Frank Tadashore actually did one of the voices in, in a, a PS3 game I worked on. He did some of the voices in Pain way back oh, really? in the day. 
Yeah, yeah he's still working. No, that guy works, yeah. dude. He's, oh yeah, he puts in he, mad work. Yeah, he plays the Hulk in most uh, Marvel cartoons. He he's plays the Juggernaut in most Marvel cartoons. He just he plays most big characters or big you know monstrous type. I want to hear his movie. Juggernaut bitch. He's like, is the Juggernaut mm-hmm. bitch? Um, <laughs> Nebula, Nebula is probably the only one that, that took me out in terms of voice because they didn't wow. do her voice effect. Like she has like a little reverb in the movies. Mickey, she's not as mechanical as she was. That's that's part of the story. What? I thought she was. That's why she hates Thanos in the beginning. She she doesn't doesn't hate him. Hate him. She just kind of mildly dislikes him. She mildly dislikes him. She she even has dinner with him like at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like no, or at the show. At the end of the show. At the end of the show. well, she, she hates on him there. like he's her dad. She doesn't hate on him like the guy yeah, who yeah. freaking tortured her. I, I can't her believe you just, like that is that nuance that you just described I is like actually one of my favorite her, right? things. I, I, no, I, I thought it was implied that he still tortured her. No, he did not. She only has one cybernetic implant, and it's the eye that the collector put on her. That's we talked about this the other day. That's why I'm confused that you're you're oh, even saying this. Like I was saying, that's that was one of the coolest the things on that one. But uh, I, was, I was like literally saying this to you, Ricky. That's he that's literally fine. he grabbed your head and he like yeah. told you. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, I'm I'm glad that you picked that up because I thought that was mm-hmm. one of the coolest things about it. Is like. Uh, that shit's you know, too expensive. We need to find a way not to do it. <laughs> so full full disclosure. Well, one, I don't think I don't think that's too expensive in the in the in the Marvel universe. But full disclosure, I find Nebula incredibly hot in general. I don't know why. I thought for a long time, is it is it because she's blue? Is it because she's bald? There goes is our it, Hasbro sponsor. Is it, is it the voice? I don't know. But like, I see Karen Gillan in anything else, and I like I like her. She's cool. But I find her hottest when she's Nebula. Uh, I just I don't know why. It's something weird about me. I grew up liking James C. Kirk and all of his his fun ex- adventures. Who knows? But well, how do you feel? How do you feel about unmodified Nebula? I still found oh, her hot, true. and now I'm more confused because she was animated too. She wasn't even really there. So I, like, I, I guess I just like her voice, right? Like I guess. I, I think you have a smurf, a smurf fetish because that was definitely <laughs> sexy smurf fetish. Yeah, she was. Well, that's Blonde redundant, hair. by the way, Coker. That's yeah, oh, oh my bad. Like saying the same thing. My uh, bad. Yeah, I thought no. I thought it was. Uh, oh no, but that yeah, that was my yeah. point. Is like I noticed immediately that she didn't have the modulated voice, and it's like, oh, this is cool. This is a, a nebula that never got tortured by her dad because the whole reason she gets tortured is because he pits her against Gamora all the time. And every time she loses against Gamora, he takes a piece of her and replaces it, right? Yeah. So there's no Gamora as an adopted daughter because Thanos didn't do his conquest. Because at some point a long time ago in history, T'Challa convinced Thanos that there was a better way to do things or a different way to do things. I'm not going to say better. Yeah, I, I thought that was a really, really cool aspect to the episode also, because, you know, when you look at it from the Peter Quill being abducted as a kid aspect, he was just a regular old kid from where? Missouri? Is that where he's from? I think Missouri or Mississippi, one of the two. One of those, yeah, one of those M states. Missouri. And uh, I mean, he's just a regular kid and he's taken and he he does Peter Missouri. Quill Star Lord stuff. But 
T'Challa is he's he's noble. He's from a noble family. You know, he's been raised to have manners, mm-hmm. to have certain expectations of the way he treats people. He has a certain view of the world that a regular kid would not. And then when you fast forward into his adult life, you see that the way he has impacted the world and the people around him is the way that somebody from a regal background would. I thought that was really cool yeah. little uh, aspect mm-hmm. of the episode. And how and how uh, Jaiman Hansu reacts to him, right? Is like yeah. he actually sees him as the I'm, the the royalty that you know befits the I name of Star Wars. Nice. Um, that kept making me think of uh, the scene from Coming to America when the janitor sees the prince. Yeah, the the totally. <laughs> that was Absolutely. Great. That is a good call. Yeah, like that, that is. Yeah. Another um, little touch I liked was if you ever been on the Guardians ride at uh, Disneyland or California Adventure, there was a lot of little things that are in the collector's vault in that ride that they specifically showed in this. Uh, this episode and somewhat of prominence. It's like, oh, that's cool. Tying it all back together. Yeah, I read. I read that. Uh, <laughs> I read that there is a Groot in in one of the background cells. Um, it's not not sure if it's the Groot or you know because where the Groot became enslaved. The indefinite yes. article, a uh, Groot. Yeah, exactly. The collector's pretty nice, though. He gave Howard Howard the Duck a cocktail in his little cell. So Howard the Duck yeah. always has cocktails in, in like every time we see him, dude. Like. Presumably, I mean, he has like a full bar in his cell, I guess, or yeah. <laughs> or at least even in the collector's area. Like there was a full bar that looked like looked similar. At least the the, the server was similar to the one in Ragnarok, where um, uh, Valkyrie was getting her drinks. That robot looks just like the robot that was in the collector's area. So okay, I'm curious though, Frank. Uh, what was your your favorite surprise in this episode? Uh, you know, my favorite surprise was Kurt Russell as Ego. They got Kurt Russell for like two lines. And I was all I like, know. oh, so is Ego going to be showing up a little bit later? Are we going to have like a like a little bit more uh, of Ego going on? Because like Collector, he seems to heavily – or not Collector, sorry. Um, watcher. The Watcher. The Watcher seems to heavily insinuate that something more is going to happen with this story. And yeah. I, I, get, I get that impression more with this episode than the last episode. Well, what I what I thought was funny about uh, the ego uh, appearance in this one is Watcher basically said, "Yeah, so this universe is screwed." Uh, <laughs> you know, he pretty much says that because you know, Peter is not equipped to do to to fight his dad, right? And so he's gonna use his his dad's gonna use Peter exactly the way he planned to to help like mm-hmm. take over the entire universe. So what I, what I got from that also is what you're saying is. I think if there's anything to be salvaged from this universe, the Watcher's going to go and pick something out of it and say, I've got to save you before. Like T'Challa, you yeah. your home's fucked. Come with yeah. me. Let's go. Now, I don't, I don't know if this ruins it for you, uh, for any of you, but um, uh, it has been confirmed that Chadwick Boseman, this was not his final performance. Yeah. Yeah. He actually has uh, three more episodes in this show. But, but that doesn't change anything for me. I think it's great. Yeah, I read, I read that he's playing T'Challa, but not necessarily the same Star Lord one. I read he's I read playing that. T'Challa Star Lord, but not necessarily the same version of that. Oh, so a different T'Challa <laughs> like, Star Lord. From I've read. I've, yeah, it's hard to like the way it's written is kind of confusing. But they said he is playing 
T'Challa Star Lord three more times. Uh, but they said different versions. I don't know. We'll see. So, okay. who knows? We'll find out in seven weeks. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, but I, I'm excited for that because, like, it it, it does fit what you you guys are saying. Is that at some point the watcher is going to stop watching because that's what he does. He just he gets like, bored and he wants to. watch. He's like the in the comics, Coker. The watcher is freaking the worst at his job. He his <laughs> one his one job is just watch. I'm Never interfere. Interfere. I swear. Never I'm so he's got a he's got a prime directive that he, he does have a prime directive, and he, okay. and he inevitably fails to do that all the time. And yet they don't fire the guy. I don't get it. Like I don't. I don't oh, you're, you're saying he interferes? He does interfere eventually. All the time. He, all the damn all the time. Uh, okay. Okay. All the damn time. That's what makes Owatu the watcher that all Marvel fans know. Because there, there's actually a lot of watchers. They all supposedly look the same and everything, but. The one we always fo- follow in the comics is Uatu because he's the one oh, watching the Marvel so. universe, and he's also the one that's like, "Oh, this is so cool! I can't help but like interfere, you know? Like, like I don't want my toys to get destroyed." That's pretty much how he is. He's he's just it sounds a little bit like parenting sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of. That's that's kind of what he is. Yeah. Well, uh, Coke, I don't know if, if you mentioned, but who was your what was your biggest surprise, your favorite surprise in this one? Uh, I don't think there was one. Um, there were a lot of them. I mean, the, you know, Thanos being being a, a, a semi reasonable non psycho, but still clinging to his, you know, I, the <laughs> idea wasn't really that bad. That was it was a surprise, but it was also freaking hilarious. Even at the end when he was talking to one of the warriors in Wakanda, she's like, that sounds a lot like genocide. Yep. Yeah. That was a question. Because it's random. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was fascinating to me, but you know, a whole lot of it, uh, a whole lot of it was just surprises, you know, Drax, the bartender, instead of Drax, the destroyer, it was just because well, all of those Thanos never that, killed his family. Exactly. It was all those things that they flipped what? on their, on their heads. Those were the, the wonderful surprises for me. Can we, can we loop it back around though? Mm. So like, sure. How long was T'Challa Star Lord in this universe? Twenty years. Well, I mean, he wasn't Star Lord for twenty years. Yeah, yeah. He was, a, he was a Ravager for twenty years. Yes, he was a he Ravager. Was a ravager. He was going out on space adventures and make and and influencing people or influencing the timeline because it, it's different just yeah. because well, he's there. We're assuming he met the age prerequisite to be a ravager. Cause they have a rule where they can't kidnap kids. Right. Yeah. So presumably you can't be a kid and join. So he has well, to where I'm going with it. Well, Yandu broke the rules when he kidnapped Peter and kept him too. So he broke like, the rules when he kidnapped uh, T'Challa also. No, I'm probably, saying I said too. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Would it be safe to assume that he's been star Lord for let's say 10 years. Right. No. You're not I'm more not or less. This. Maybe I'm less. Gonna, I'm not gonna do this. No, Is no, it no, safe to assume follow. anything? I want to follow you down this rabbit okay. hole. Okay, okay, okay. So go down your rabbit hole. He's Star Lord for about ten years. At that point, hasn't Thanos already like got Gamora? See, there you go. There you right? go. Right. had to do it because he got her when she was but, a kid. That's what I'm saying. But why does it? Why do you assume that he has to be Star Lord to influence yeah, Thanos? We don't know when he talked to him. He could. He could have just yeah. been like. Sure. The, the point is, he's a super smart kid. So as long as T'Challa met Thanos before he kidnapped Gamora, then that's it. 
that's, that's it. Right. The entire yeah. universe changes because in, of that. In the Reginald Pudlin uh, Black Panther series, they they state that T'Challa's smarter than Reed Richards, uh, better fighter than Cap, and damn, I forget what the third one is because I don't like that series. But the point is, he's smarter than Reed Richards. That's right. So that, yeah. that means he, he could probably come up with his own things. I'll yeah. say they ain't Reed Richards in the universe. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, surely smarter than him. Is his sister smarter than he is? I don't know Shuri, if his sister's smarter than That's him. a good point. I think Shuri's smarter than, than T'Challa. Like, well, at certain things, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why I, I would accept it if, yeah. they, if they straight out said it. But I mean, being smart is kind of a nebulous thing. That's true. Like, um, yeah. is Rocket technically smarter than Tony? Rocket's technically smarter than most of the Marvel yeah. Universe because, but, yes. But I mean, like, is, can Forge, do is Forge technically smarter? Because he can build stuff still. But, but I mean, Forge, that's Forge, how... Forge doesn't know how he does it. That's 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 what's weird about Forge. But hmm. Rocket, yeah, there's like, like I, I felt Lego like I was master I was, <laughs> I was very much robbed of the moment that I was really hoping for in Infinity War and Endgame, which is I wanted to see Tony Stark completely humbled by Rocket Raccoon because that happens in the comics and it's amazing. You know what I mean? Because like in the comics, the Guardians. You know, you know, every superhero story has like the the Bluetooth or whatever in the ear, right? Where they can talk to each other, uh, so they can coordinate their team, uh, their, their team mission and everything like that. But like, there's a story in the comics where like somehow Sp- Iron Man's in space and he teams up with the Guardians. They help him out and then they take him back home to Earth because he's kind of stranded out there. And they're like, you know, we kind of like you, so they give him one of their their phones, and he's like, "What's this?" And it's like, it's a intergalactic phone you know and it's like tony's like blown away by the concept of being able to call somebody across the universe and to rock it it's like the stupidest most simple device ever Mm. and there's so much of that that happens but yeah like so yes there's lots of characters that are smarter but don't seem smarter you know so yeah i kind of got the impression when they were building the gauntlet together that yeah, but I wanted him to be humbled by Rocket. But that's that's my tangent. But like, you're you're also into shame too. You want to see people like brought low yeah. and shamed. In the- yeah, I do. You, you like know what? Dumbass. You don't know what a gauntlet is. I don't. I don't want to rabbit hole here too much. But I'm curious because you guys know the comics and the characters way better than I do. So uh, Stark is obviously an egomaniac, uh, but he he also happens to be super smart. What about Rocket? I mean, he comes out. He's he's kind of a, a butthole. He's kind of uh, he's kind of harsh. But is he uh, like a jerk? Is he an egomaniac like Tony is, or is he just a super smart dude who's a bit gruff? Uh, I think Rocket puts up the same walls in the in the mm-hmm. comics that he does in the movies. You know, where he he you got to remember that like Rocket actually is legitimately a raccoon. Yeah, he, yeah. he is a raccoon that was experimented on. I feel like Rocket's uh, always annoyed about being the smartest person in the room. You know, mm-hmm. like he 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 doesn't like to be held back by the the normies. I think he has I think he has good technical skills. How about that? But I don't think he's necessarily the smartest person when it comes to, you know, thinking about like everything that factors into, you know, life or death situations and like and how sacrifice needs to play into you know and you know there's a lot of complexities that rocket kind of misses on certain things but he knows how to build gadgets better than any of those he's also not really a tactician 
like yeah, Gamora exactly. could probably um, yeah. put put her pieces on the mm-hmm. board and, and yeah uh, decide who can go where and who can do what. Whereas Rocket would just know how to build stuff. Yeah, he brings. Right. I guess what I'm getting at though is when Tony Stark walks into the room, he's probably thinking, "Yeah, I'm the smartest dude in the room. I'm always the smartest dude in the room." Is is Rocket that kind of personality, or is he a little more? humble and kind of less self-absorbed. I don't think Rocket's concerned about who's the smartest person in the room. Yeah, mm. I think I think in a lot of ways, Rocket thinks Groot is smarter than him, too. He is Groot. Yeah. Or wiser, at least. Groot is wiser. Is wiser he does Groot. Interesting. He so does yeah, he defer to Groot a lot. More humble. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. appreciate that. But and it the, would be in, I, I like what you're saying, Dennis, because I like the idea of somebody who's a bit more humble than Stark, humbling Stark, who needs it. Yes. Uh, yep. But I think the point the the point of the uh, what the tangent was that we were talking about intelligence and and their ability to influence others and stuff. And I think uh, to Ricky's point back, you know, to the question was I think a I think an eight year old T'Challa could do a lot to change a Thanos's mind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't doubt that at all. Like, just because an eight-year-old Dan uh, T'Challa is w- way better emotionally equipped than than a Peter Quill. Also consider too that um, he met up with like a eight-year-old or around eight-year-old Gamora, and he had a conversation with her. Um, so he's not above like wanting to talk to. Yeah. He's not above getting it's getting. True. I mean, in this it's universe, true. he never met a a child. He never presumably, met a Gamora, presumably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we, but, we but the point is that Thanos has demonstrated the capacity to to uh, listen to an a child, right? Like he actually like gets down on his knee and talks to her and everything, right? Like it's so. I mean, Thanos is a cool dude, and so I really like that this episode got to highlight that without without with while somehow making genocide a funny thing which is pretty awesome yeah um i if i gotta say anything like about like why i don't love this episode more than the previous episode like i like it as much um i think it's because this episode cheats because it took it took like the the things that like have blown people's minds in the mcu like and just come out of left field, right? Like it took Guardians of the Galaxy and okay. fused it with Black Panther and then gave you a healthy dose of friendly Thanos. Yeah. And it's like that's really cheating, man. You know, can, like how can I add another cheaty point to that list too? Yeah. It subtly puts in like themes from Black Panther, the the music from Black Panther and Guardians into the mix and thanos's theme and it it does all that stuff so like yeah even if you don't know it consciously like you can still hear it yeah with the music it's awesome it's 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 like it was it was engineered to 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 tug to on not, your heartstrings to just love it right yeah mm-hmm. i i would say the the part where the the heartstrings tugged a bit much was um knowing that chadwick boseman is signed on for four episodes I did not like the tonal shift in the music at the end. Oh, I shit, I, yeah, I got I liked having the tribute, but I didn't like the somber music at the end. I was like, this episode did not justify somber. You know what I mean? Like, I I thought when I started watching the episode that I was gonna cry at some point, point. and then within the first minute, 
Jaiman Hansu as Korath just completely made me laugh my ass off because he's like, no, this is the comedy version of the comedy that you already liked. You know what I mean? Like, but I, I was telling Dennis though, I've seen Scrubs, and I knew not to let my guard down because I know that Scrubs can take a one eighty like yeah. immediately at the the last two minutes of the show. But it didn't though. You but know, like this one didn't. And but but that music at the end was like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing with this music? It's so weird. I don't know. It, it didn't for me, but like, um, so Sarah was watching it. I guess she fell asleep the first time she watched it. She was like super tired. 30 and, minutes. Uh, I, I, she was tired. So uh, I, I was watching her watch it. And when it got to that part, she's all, that was a really good episode. And then it's all like the, the tribute thing came up and she's all like, oh my God, no. She's all just breathe <sighs> kind of thing. And I'm all like, yeah, see. So it, I guess it affects people in different ways. Like, Yeah, for know. sure. I mean, Ricky and Coker, how did it affect you guys? when you when you saw the the in memoriam always touching i thought they were gonna throw up the purple crawl like they did like or like it is on black panther now and the disney plus but um yeah i mean it's just like i mean it was it's been over almost over a year right last november was the year Mm, no he he, he died last september last september we're coming up on a year Mm -hmm. um but it's just it's a sad. No, sorry, he died last at the end of August. At the end of August. And it's, uh, you know, it's nice to know that he still has some some work left in the in the MCU that we can enjoy. You know, so yeah, it, it wasn't the the gut punch that I expected. It was it was it was nice. It was very cool. Um, kind of what I expected. It didn't punch me in the feels the way I thought it might. Uh, if they had shown. In the happy What's that? though, right? It punched you in the happies though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was delightful. You know, knowing that he was a part of it was was great uh, already. But then, you know, seeing their tribute was kind of like, uh, yeah, I expected them to do that, and it was nice. What would have pushed me over the edge and really messed me up is if they had any, you know, pictures of him when they were recording mm-hmm. that they showed or something like that. Would have that would have just messed me up really I bad. Think okay, it, that would that would have, yeah. Some of the the interviews coming out for from the writers this week i think one of them mentioned that uh he was giving a excellent performance during his recording sessions and uh i mean it became evidently clear why you know after his passing but you almost get the impression that he he knew his uh his life's journey you know while he was still alive or how you know how his situation was going to progress well, that's like and, that's like everything that he did in the last three years, right? And like, yeah, like, he just put his he, heart and he, soul into he, it. What he, he had the secret that no, he wasn't telling anybody, man. And so, like, yeah, yeah, yeah it yes. makes you go back and watch those things and be like, dude, he wanted every performance he did to mean something, and that's mm-hmm. that's powerful, man. Now you're gonna make me cry. But, See, but what also, the hell? but, but <laughs> also, he, he wasn't like. Uh... He he didn't he didn't write it like other celebrities might be like, oh, I have cancer, and they might try to like uh, try to try to use that to, to milk it. Yeah. Yeah. To milk it, to pivot it into mm-hmm. people watching or get views or whatever. And like, he played it close to the chest. We didn't even know. Like it was such a surprise when he passed, like yeah. my buddy mm-hmm. texted me and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like a, it was like a, a triple combo for me. Cause it was him. Uh, then my grandma and then Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg, oh, all Ginsburg. within, yeah. oh, all wow. within weeks of each other. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay, I can, can people just stop? Can people stop dying right now? Like, please, like that's surreal. That would be great, but uh, no. But I thought it was a, I thought it was a great celebration. You know, like uh, you know, 
Frank was Frank and I were talking about how you know he he's not a big fan of the Black Panther and um but he loves what Chadwick did with this and I I was like for me I thought this was just another example of showing how how beautifully that actor can play you know nobility and play a strong leader and play somebody that inspires people to be good. And I thought it was really cool that they found a way to do that in a comedy story, right? Like this, this, the, the comedy beats hit hard throughout the whole episode, mm-hmm. yeah. but you still, the entire time you're, you're, it's running, you're just like, damn, that's so cool that he would, I mean, you got it even from Michael Rooker, right? Even that Yondu was a way better yondu with the exception of the the lie but and the lie to, is the to, lie happens you know but like, but, but yeah. the lie was the whole basis of the relationship that, that yeah was, yeah, yeah like, but it didn't change the fact that he affected yondu and right and, and that's a similar story to the yondu and with peter right is that it didn't change the fact that yondu still loved the kid that he kidnapped yeah. uh you know as a son whether or not he was lying to him but i just felt like this yondu was like Whoa, they're gonna take the orb and go and like help a dying planet with it. That's I mean, Yandu just wanted to fence the thing, you know what I mean? Like in the in the other movie. So it's really fun to see Wait, that. Wasn't Yon, no, yeah, Yandu wanted to give give it to Tivar, right? No, he uh, wanted to sell it, right? He was gonna sell it to the dude where they no, met that, that, that was Tanalir Tivan, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he wanted to sell it to him. Yeah, something yeah, like that. That, or... that. That's what that's what Yandu wanted, but yeah. Yeah. Still still fence. Yeah. But um, Ricky, did you did you answer? Wait, maybe you didn't. Uh, oh, did you answer the biggest surprise? Mm. Uh, no. But the, the helmet. I mean, that was my one of my dislikes. But... Well, oh, that was that was a question I was gonna have, but like I don't know. I feel like well, I have a question, which was what hurt your brain the most? I think we know Ricky's. <laughs> uh, I'm curious what Frank's and, and, and Coker's are. Well, how? Well, it, okay. Assuming that he got Hella's helmet off of Hella's dead body, how did he learn to do that little flourish thing with it? Or is that just what you do when you put on the helmet? Like it's just like when you weapon. when you have the Infinity Gauntlet, you just know how to put everybody back safely so that they don't cause more airplane accidents and stuff. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm good then. Some items, you know, they're just. They're only magic because it's just science we don't understand. Oh my god, I hate that so much. Buff, uh, buff collector. I'm glad that we can, we can finally, with, with all the things that are going on with Marvel embracing like the weird and like what if and Loki, that we could finally put that shit behind us. The whole thing about um, magic, science, being, magic, oh, science. Yeah, so we don't understand magic, the magic and the science and the not understanding. Because now we could just be like, hey, this is some weird magic. Cool. 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 Sweet. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, Coke and 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 Frank, I asked you guys what what hurt your brain the most. Go ahead, Frank. Uh, let me see. What did hurt my brain the most? That, nothing really. Like I I enjoyed it all, and, I, and like uh, we were talking about mental gymnastics earlier, like the gymnastics, like like the the filling in the gaps that the writers kind of left. And while that did hurt my brain, I don't consider that a negative thing because I thought yeah. it was a fun little experiment. I liked hearing your take on on how he might have collected certain things, uh, how, the, how the collector might have collected certain things or um, fill in the gaps of how T'Challa, like it, just in this conversation, how T'Challa might have talked to Thanos. 
Mm-hmm. So like I, I enjoy things like that. And I think that's that stuff does hurt my brain, but in a good way, in a positive way. Yeah, that's cool. Um, anyway, it, it wasn't so much brain hurting as much as it was just wondering and wondering and run, wondering. Um, one thing I thought about was what, what what was the fate of the Black Panther while T'Challa was away? Because his yeah. dad got old and there was certainly like, a Black Panther. You're, you're a girl. You can't Maybe it this. was... Maybe it it was Mbaku of the Jabati tribe. Or or maybe, maybe Shuri got the super soldier serum. Maybe. It could have been Shuri. That's another possibility, though. Uh, That one just tripped me out. But one, one, again, not so much brain hurting, but just kind of poop my pants moments was when when, uh, Collector snapped Yandu's arrow. He just oh. caught that bad boy and snap. I went, oh, that was pretty trouble going down. That was painful yeah. to watch because that that <laughs> that toy is awesome, right? Like, that, yeah, that toy has been the source of so right, much enjoyment. Yeah. yeah, that was so yeah. cool, and I know that was kind of his yeah. baby, even though it's a murderous tool. But uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was a wild one. That, that thing is guard. responsible for some of the best like action scenes in the MCU. Oh, hell yeah! And yeah. just to watch it just get crushed was like, no, that was so uh, that hurt me. That hurt yeah. me in a good way. I think the way it was supposed to hurt, you know, like exactly. You were, exactly. You were supposed they played to it feel. well. Yeah. Uh, what's on the the what if docket for next week? Because they have they announced. Uh, so it doesn't have a title on there, but it seems. Oh, thank, to... thank God, because that would spoil it for Dennis. It would. <laughs> uh, but the description is: uh, What if Loki um, comes to Earth and and uses diplomacy and convinces them that he's the god of uh, the king of Asgard? And so he comes and tricks Earth into, I don't know. I think basically he's going to try a different approach than full-on attacking Assaults. Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to come and, and you know, lie is basically what he's going to do. Okay. So Where does it it's take a, place in, like, Thor Thor 1 or Thor 2 or Avengers? Uh, it looks like a, a combination of Thor and Avengers. Thor the, Avengers. I've seen from the, the thumbnails and stuff, there is an Iron Man in it. Uh, and there's, I think, a Black Widow in it. Probably not ScarJo. Maybe it is. Who knows? <laughs> my pie in the sky for this whole series is I, I would, I would want them to throw in like a Yelena, or shit, even a, a Shang Chi, something, something yeah. new, something, something new that, you know, Shang Chi and, and Black Widow were definitely on on the in the cards while this was. Yeah, here I, I have one counter to that. I do have mm-hmm. a counter to that. And it's not that I don't like your idea. Mm-hmm. It's that, did you know, you know that uh, Brie Larson's scene in Endgame was... Was filmed before? Yeah. Yeah. Or wait, or was it Endgame? No. It well, it might have been, yeah. It was Endgame, yeah, it was Endgame. And, and Infinity War. Both, both scenes mm-hmm. were filmed before she actually filmed the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so because of that, there's a real disconnect between the character you see in her own movie... Because she, as she was filming the movie, she got to understand the character more. And, you know, so she had kind of honed in on it by the end. So she feels weird about the character that we saw in, in the other movies. And, because, yeah. So I feel like that, right? That Widow, right there would Widow's be... definitely filming before What If was announced. No, um, but, you, but you know yeah, what I'm saying? No, I, like, I feel you. Yeah, you're, you're like, don't feel, if, feel for who if, they're playing yet. If they haven't gone on the actor's journey of doing the, the movie itself, which is like the meat of their characters established, it would be weird. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. the actors don't have the ability to like know what they're going to perform, but 
I'm just saying. Valentina would be great, I think. Oh, yeah. She seems to have a handle yeah. on her character, or at least at that point. Uh, but she the was other, supposed to be a widow also. Yeah. The other way to look at it is what if it, what if uh what if the first oh, season no. of what if what if what is if. is all like phase one stories, and then season two is phase two stories, and then season three is phase three story, you know what I mean? Well, so they were phase kinda... two story anyways, right? Uh was Guardians Guardians, Guardians. Phase two and Black Panthers three. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, never mind. Oh yeah, Black I, Panther. Yeah, I get that got thrown out pretty fast. <laughs> Whatever. Ricky. Ricky's been paying attention. I like that. He did. He did his own research. He did it. Well, I think we got to wrap this one up. Um, I think we had a quiet audience in there that was just either having fun, just listening to us, and not asking questions. Marvel or... shut down our Shang Chi stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> now the, uh, we definitely had an audience there, but there's there's really quiet, and that's a. Uh, that's okay. Uh, we still had fun with the questions that we did get early on, and I still enjoyed talking about the show. I still have, I still have some fun facts. I, I don't know. Like, did you guys know that the German dubbing Howard uh, Howard the Duck is voiced by Santiago Ziesmeer, and he is actually the same actor who provided his voice for Howard the Duck in 1986. Oh, stop! That's wow, amazing. Isn't that cool? That's great. I, cool. I tried to be like, better about how uh, fun. Pulled out a Rolodex, there. like shit. Who is German? And I guess we could call him up. Yeah. Oh, you, you know saw what? The same number. We do. We do. We we are gonna we are gonna end the show and, and switch over to the soapbox. But I do think there's one last thing that I need to mention Wait, did, before did you see we go. Soda's last comment. Oh, yeah. No, I and I. Oh, she said, "Dang, I asked a lot of questions earlier." Lol. And Shout I said, I, "And right. I said, I." Thank you. I said thanks for all the questions we got at the beginning of the show, for sure. You're always appreciated. Everybody who tunes in is, is appreciated. But before we go, I did have one last thing that I loved about this episode. It was a tiny little Easter egg. The Milano oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The was Mandela. renamed the Mandela. And I thought that was so cool because, like, it just goes to show priorities, right? Like, we're Peter Quill names his ship after freaking Alyssa Milano from Who's the Boss. And T'Challa just has different priorities, man. You got to think if you're a T'Challa or a Peter Quill. When I played No Man's Sky, my ship was called the Kelly Bundy. (laughs) I think we know that I'm a Peter Quill. Yeah, I think most of us are a Peter Quill. And I think does that mean like that imply that Wakanda knew about like Nelson Mandela and like wasn't he locked up for like a long time? Not not at that time. Like in, you know that the whole world knew about him. No, he was I, locked up. Yeah, like in 1988, he was still a world leader in South Africa. Okay, let's say wouldn't they bust him out? Like <laughs> that no, would be an interesting actually, story. That, actually, that's, that's the opposite. Of what if. That's the opposite. That's the whole point, right? Is is the Wakandan uh, civil like the, like we Wakandan... see you, you're doing good work, but. No, but the Wakandans specifically stayed out of world affairs yeah, until no. until the movie, right? So yeah, that's kind of their whole thing. But yeah, uh, a really nice touch. There are tons of little Easter eggs in the in the show. But yes, we can we can talk a little bit more about those in the soapbox. I do want to thank uh, Jason uh, Coke for showing up one more time to 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 talk to us all about you know all the nerdy things and all the tangents and talking about Rocket Rocket Raccoon and Groots and all those things. Yeah, uh, thank you so thank much. You. Uh, if you have any place that you want to let people know where they can find you, like if they, if you want people to find you, I let mean, us know. I'm not, I'm not active at all, but I'm on Twitter at at Bomangani, B O M A N 
G-A-N-I. Little backstory there. Um, I have no idea why, but when my brother and I were kids, we would have sworn later in life that Bomangani was a term from uh, an old Tarzan TV series that we used to watch. And so I just got attached to that word and I used it as a name for a bunch of my characters and stuff and it just became my Twitter handle. So at Bomangani, that's me. Awesome. And then uh, Frank, Ricky, you got anything you want to let people know about? No, no but no, I, I want to let I want to let Coke know that I've always been curious about what Bomangani was, and I didn't want to ask because I didn't want it to be like some like a heartfelt story, and I just oh, all good or something. No, nice. no, it's just a bad Tarzan, uh, a Mandela effect Tarzan memory. That's awesome. Nice. Man. Well, you can uh, you can find uh, me and and uh, uh, you know and the rest of these guys here every Friday on uh, on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Uh, you can also follow us on. Uh, all of the other social media outlets like Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, um, and at Denix Media, everywhere we go. And of course, you can also check it, check us out at patreon.com slash Media, where we do extra content. I do toy photography stuff. And uh, we do the soapbox where it's an after show for this one. But uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Um, I want to thank the audience uh, for tuning in i want to thank our patrons for supporting us and frank what can everybody do they could smash that like button the way tvar tanelier smashed up t'challa and uh the way he smashed up that arrow ring that bell subscribe give us money hasbro send us galactuses yeah we swear we will take care of the nebula toys we're not going to give it to dennis because we know what dennis will do with them and and anthony mackie thanks for watching and thanks, Andy. Shout out to my man. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that's all we got for tonight. Thanks for watching Dead Excelsior. Uh, true believers, enough said. Mm-hmm.